T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'll be honest with you. When it comes to stylistically, um, Ken has a lot of experience in more of a spread offense as a quarterback's coach because he was uh, Cam's quarterback's coach in Carolina. And that's kind of the the link that I think can help the relationship. And, and Ken Dorsey can kind of be that guy who, because of his familiarity and relationship with Cam, might be able to hit, hit the ground running with Deshaun. And it wouldn't surprise me, by the way, if they had actually had any sort of interaction with each other previously because of that relationship – and because Deshaun was playing at Clemson when I'm pretty sure um, uh, Ken was in, in Carolina. So what I did hear there was a guy who likes to use extra offensive linemen in the run game, who likes uh, big personnel. That's not what the spread offense is. And so that is going to continue to be the push and pull of the next year to two years to three years with Kevin Stefanski and with um, with Deshaun. And it's not, listen, I love jumbo personnel. I like the, the Kevin Stefanski offense that we've seen the first few years and using an extra offensive lineman and two or three tight ends. Like, as long as you have the personnel for it, and it's arguable whether the Browns truly have enough good tight ends to do this consistently. Harrison Bryant's inconsistent. Jordan Aikens does not maybe have the same burst he looked like he had in, in Houston. He looks a little slower these days. But, like, if you've got Dawson Knox and, oh, my God, the kid from uh, Utah, Dalton Kincaid, it, it totally makes sense that you would do that. I just don't know it fits with what Deshaun needs. And I think that continues to be the thing that will really determine whether this thing is a success or not is, one, does Ken Dorsey hit the ground running relationship-wise with Deshaun? I think Deshaun needs to feel trust. And I, I think there are things that it's not it's not the fault of the Browns, by the way. Um, the guy really just hasn't had, because of injuries and the suspension, time to fix to figure out that trust with the Browns. Because you just you, trust is earned over time, and trust is earned when you're on the field. And trust is earned when you can develop something together. And I think when when you say stuff like that, Browns fans get a little agity because they, well, I don't think Deshaun has earned that. It doesn't matter whether you or I think he's earned that. $230 million contract says he has. The, the previous play in the NFL where everybody knows that when Deshaun is his best, this is what it looks like. The fact he has not looked like that yet, that, that tells you you got to get there. 
And so I just think it's interesting. Like I think I think the fit is a really interesting fit with Ken Dorsey. And schematically, his ability to adapt to what you need to do with Deshaun is going to make or break not just Ken Dorsey. It might make or break Kevin Stefanski's second half of his run here in Cleveland. Because you have a little bit of a grace period having just won 11 games. But it's the NFL. Like, we get this idea that guys have four or five years of stability and continuity and power or time. Time is the one thing you never have enough of in the NFL. Just don't. I, I've, I mean, how many times did Jimmy Haslam promise um, with a contract, a head coach, a four or five-year run, and the guy got fired two years in? I saw it with Dave Tepper in Carolina. Dave Tepper gave Matt Rule a seven-year deal and balked after two and a quarter years. Uh, he just gave, uh, what's his uh, face, Dave Canales, a, a five-year, six-year contract, okay? Those mean nothing. Contracts mean literally nothing to billionaires, Mac. Carolina has three head coaches that they're paying on the books this year between, uh, between Matt Rule, Frank Reich, and Canales as well. And I think they, I think they are. Start coming off the books in 2026. I think is the earliest before Dave Tepper finally stops paying them that kind of money. But to me, this decision comes down to whether or not you think he was the number one choice, or whether you think he got scapegoated in Buffalo. Because I, I, and I thought the morning show did a great job talking about well, was he the number one choice of the Browns? And I think, I think honestly, sometimes we overreact to that. I, I think, I think. Because here's the thing. I think it's a moving target. I think you can go into a search having three guys you really liked or three guys you really believed in, and then you meet those guys, and either your priorities don't line up, your visions don't line up, or quite frankly, they want something you're not willing to give. And so, like, if Ken – because I think the supposition was Kellen Moore was the number one choice. I don't know why Kellen Moore would be the number one choice. I don't think Kellen Moore has done anything – in his NFL career to make you believe he can do, like he deserves that kind of shot calling going on his third offensive coordinator job in three years. But like if Kellen Moore came to you and said, yeah, I'm going to need to be the offensive coordinator and hard lines you for it. Then, then honestly, I don't think, I don't think he's in a position to hardline anyone. I think good organizations dictate the terms and then find the guy that works that terms. And listen, Dorsey still might end up being the play caller. We're going to know that as this goes on. But, like, the idea that Ken might not have been the number one, I don't really care about that. Because there have been times where the third choice, like going into the Pittsburgh job with uh, with that Mike Tomlin ended up getting, it was Ken Wisenhunt's job to lose. And then Russ Grimm apparently overtook Ken Wisenhunt. And then apparently at the end, Mike Tomlin walked into the room and stole the job. Was Mike Tomlin the first choice? Or was he the guy that was the Rooney Rule candidate that ended up taking the job because he was that impressive? Can you call him the number one choice? That's not who they went into the search intending to hire. And that and and my point is that's a very specific job to point out, but guys, that happens all the time in the NFL. We're used to it being Mike Pettin was your eighth choice and, oh, Mike Pettin was fired in two years. Plenty of good organizations don't get their number one choice or realize their number one choice isn't their number one choice. I think it's a much bigger deal that Ken Dorsey got scapegoated. 
I think in the NFL, there there's a myriad of reasons guys get fired. And when a guy, when a good coach gets scapegoated and you can quote unquote luck your way into leveling up at the offensive coordinator job, and it takes luck, like to hire a guy who ends up being better than the guy you just fired when it seems like there were multiple reasons why Alex Van Pelt got fired and had to do with the Deshaun side of things and fitting Deshaun, there's a risk when you move on. We don't, you don't always hire the better guy. So if he did get, if Ken Dorsey, if Ken Dorsey ran a good offense in Buffalo and this was simply a move that Sean McDermott could make to try and save his own ass, which, by the way, it worked. They went 6-1. and one. They got the number two seed in the AFC. It worked out okay for them. He's a good coach. I don't give a damn whether, whether or not he was the number one choice. And honestly, I think he just kind of got lucky that a good franchise scapegoated a good coach. Now is where I kind of make fun of Ken. I would like to point out this tweet that I saw today, driving in today, because I was, I was hearing the morning show, and I thought they did a great job at breaking down the Ken Dorsey hiring. And so now's the part where I make fun of Ken for his take because I think, I think Ken rode the fence a little bit. Uh, on, not, on the, not on the air this morning. I didn't hear that so much, but I, I saw it on social media. And instead of just copy and pasting this, because uh, usually uh, well, I like to troll Ken by copying and pasting one of his more pandery tweets. And then I'll just tweet it like it's my own tweet and see if anybody recognizes. I've done that like six times now. Only once has everybody caught on. This will not be one because I could not. I Ken tweeted this morning at Ken Carmen, the king of Cleveland, by the way, saying, weird morning about the hiring of Ken Dorsey. I'd be fine for Kevin Stefanski to oversee everything and have Dorsey call the plays, but I don't demand it. I'd be fine with Kevin Dorsey. All right, sorry. Uh, Kevin Stefanski still calling the plays. Seems a lot of people agree with that. Which one? You said two very different things there. And then said a lot of people agree with that. This would be like, you know, the sky is blue, but I could also see if the sky was green. And a lot of people agree with that. I think Ken has a future in politics because this felt like, you know, Lamar Jackson could win the big game. But he hasn't won it yet. And people don't like that. Okay. All right. All right. So we're kind of just riding the fence there. All right. So I just I just wanted to point out that he didn't really give us whether he thinks Kevin should call the plays or whether John uh, John Dorsey yeah, that, that did that. Had to happen when I was being a smartass. Or whether Ken Dorsey should call the plays. I just thought that was very interesting. 216-474-0092. Would you be okay if Kevin Stefanski oversaw everything and have Dorsey still call the plays? And also, would you be okay with Kevin Stefanski still calling the plays? Those are two very different things, by the way, just so you know. Jerry, welcome to the show, Jerry. Hey, uh, Nick, how are you? I'm doing well, buddy. Welcome to the show. Well, I was going to comment on your opening comments on the Ravens very briefly, but first of all, yes, I think it will be a good hire but we, we all have to realize now that uh, 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 our quarterback, uh, Sean, is still an unknown quantity. And I think that's what the front office is trying to deal with in talking about Flacco or whoever to back him up. And, uh, you know, it just remains to seen how Watson is going to open up. 
the season? Is he gonna? Is he just gonna like roll through five wins in a row and tear everybody up, or is his arm still there? Am I right on this? Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, the Browns have been pretty confident that there's not going to be any residual issues with Deshaun's shoulder. And him being healthy week one, and honestly, him being healthy in camp is going to be crucial to them being able to be who they need to be week one. Also, uh, I am, as you are, I'm elated that the, uh, the Baltimore Browns, as I like to call them, and they would have been if the NFL had gotten their way, uh, uh, they, uh, we can celebrate the fact that they went down in flames. I called a Baltimore station this morning, FM station, talk, talking about, oh, uh, this and that, and the, uh, uh, the, the Ravens should have done this and that. And, and when they knew I was from Cleveland, and he said, well, you've got no reason to gloat. You lost the team. Your mayor lost the team. The county lost the team because you tried to screw Modell. I said, you don't know what you're talking about. Ursay did the same thing to you. And what were you doing then? You were screaming and yelling when he stuck out of town in the middle of the night. And you think you can get away? If it was up to the NFL and uh, the Maryland Sports Commission, there would no, be no Cleveland Browns today. But uh, Art Modell was so stupid, he didn't realize his lease would not allow him to move. And the NFL was forced to bring the Browns back. They didn't know that. It was all politics. Everybody was against Modell. They don't know what they're talking about. Well, yeah, that's because they're a bunch of team stealing, front running jagaloons. Jerry, we got to run, buddy. Yeah, there's nothing better. That like if that's all you have is well, we took your team, and then you proceeded to lose to the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC title game while having Ed Reed and the most famous people you got. All right, you're Baltimore, right? You got crab cakes, right? You're supposed to be you're you're the uh, East Coast. You're part of the East Coast Illuminati, and the best you can do is an Olympian nobody's thought of in a decade in Michael Phelps and some fat-ass third-rate comedian who looked like a rat with a a raven's nose on the sidelines in Stavros, whatever the hell his name is. I will tell you, it is a beautiful day in Cleveland when Baltimore burns out in the playoffs. Guys, I don't talk about people that I hate. All right? You'll notice I talk smack about every other show here because I love every other show here. When I don't like somebody... I don't talk about him because I can't control myself. All right? Like, I think you guys might you might have picked up by now. When I start taking a shot at somebody, I can't stop myself. So it's the uh it's the the fat ass in the candy store idea of I know that I can stop myself to some degree with Ken and Anthony, with Baskin and Phelps, with JP, because at the core there, I love everybody's show and I listen to everybody's show. I am, I probably listen to as much of the station as anybody else. So if you really want to listen for something, listen to people I don't talk about, and you're probably going to understand really quickly whom I don't like. The tiger got out of the cage there. <laughs> so no, just, just for everybody. No, I was making fun of Ken, although I really wanted to have Mac come back. Um, 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. With Ken Enough from the Barbie soundtrack, or uh, what is it? I'm just Ken. I really want it, but I couldn't do it because I thought that, for some reason, that felt over the line with Ken. Like, it's one thing to call him out for pandering. It's one thing to call him out for riding the fence. But then coming back with a song from Barbie, Ken's Ken's kind of a prideful man. I feel like that would have been too much. Now, uh, as we did just have the conference title rounds, I, I had a few observations from yesterday. And so we're going to jump around just a little bit here because there are things that I wrote down throughout the course of yesterday's games, including the number one thing that I feel like I've learned or that we should have learned from this last weekend. There is going to be a conversation at some point in the future, not now, whether Pat Mahomes can overtake Tom Brady. There's going to be a conversation potentially about Andy Reid, if Andy continues coaching after this year and if they win the Super Bowl and all that, about Andy Reid catching Bill Belichick as the GOAT. And those conversations really need another five years to kind of breathe so we can see what more Pat Mahomes does, what more Andy Reid does as a head coach. That being said, Travis Kelsey and Pat Mahomes officially have caught. I don't know. They've surpassed them. They've officially caught Brady and Gronk as the GOAT tight end quarterback combo. Because if we remember, you know, Gronk was really part of the second run, that second, uh, the the trio of championships there in, in New England. And obviously they won one together in Tampa Bay as well. But watching Mahomes and Kelsey, that's like 90% of the Kansas City offense right now. And granted, this this team can actually run better than they have been able to run in quite quite. But like that, uh, the the uh, the conversion where Mahomes had like five minutes of uh, five seconds of running around, and then threw like a just dangerous, just kind of dying quail pass, and Travis Kelsey leapt to get the conversion and make what was an all time great catch. That play to me. I mean, and not just that. I mean, Kelsey, the throw to Kelsey in the end zone for the first touchdown where he had Kyle Hamilton all over him and Kelsey was just kind of falling back and Mahomes put it right into his lap, the one place Kyle Hamilton wouldn't be able to defend. I am running out of superlatives to talk about how great Kelsey and Mahomes together are. 
Kelsey before Mahomes was great. He wasn't this level. There is an otherworldly connection between those two guys that absolutely reminds me of Brady and Gronk. And we, Brady is the GOAT, all right? Until proven otherwise, Brady, uh, Brady is the GOAT. But I think Mahomes and, and Kelsey together are at or maybe even past where uh, Brady and Gronk were as a connection. Because remember, like the last, last like three years, Gronk wasn't Gronk. Last three years, Gronk was more of a left tackle who, yes, he made plays in space. He was still a very good player. He wasn't the guy that he was at the very pinnacle of what he's doing. Travis Kelsey is, like, yesterday proved, guys, there's no there's no decline. Maybe there was in October. Maybe he was having a bad month. There's no decline. Look at the plays that Travis Kelsey made yesterday. And the guy's like 33, 34 years old. People are now saying he should retire. Because he's that old. <laughs> he's been that good for that long. Uh, another thing uh, from, from this weekend, uh, Brock Purdy is the luckiest man on the planet. Brock Purdy was easily the worst quarterback on this weekend. He got, ba- I don't want to say bailed out, but he got bailed out. Let's just say that. By an all-time performance of just completely falling apart in Detroit. And... He did not make a lot of throws. He did not make a lot of plays. Like, it was Christian McCaffrey. Debo made a couple of nice plays. Like, you can count the good plays Brock made in and of himself on his on like a, on one hand. You put anybody else in that San Francisco situation right now. You put Lamar there, uh, the 49ers win the Super Bowl relatively easily. You put Jared Goff in that situation, I think the 49ers have a better chance at winning a Super Bowl. You put um, Joe Flacco in that situation, I think San Francisco has a better chance of winning a Super Bowl. And it's not that Brock Purdy is awful. He's just not very good. He's not awful. Like he's, I think he still is a starting quarterback. But it's funny, after the 49ers won the game against uh, Detroit – there are people circulating on Instagram the Nick or the the Brock Purdy quote on what Nick Saban told him when Brock Purdy went to go to Alabama on a visit coming out of high school, and it was something to the I'm going to butcher the paraphrasing of this, but it was something akin to, um, below average size, uh, your arm is whatever, and your accuracy is average. I don't know how you see anything other than that with Brock Purdy. I and uh, this is I'm gonna do the thing that I don't generally do because I love to watch let games play out before I put my foot in my mouth. I don't think Brock Purdy has a chance of winning the Super Bowl. Save that one, Keith. Save that one because in in two weeks from now it could look like the biggest a hole on the planet. I think Brock Purdy is the personification of average at quarterback, and I think if they keep him going forward, it makes financial sense to keep him. But if they keep him going forward, I don't think they're ever winning a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. I think it will take everybody around them having games of their life to win with Brock Purdy because he is just average as you know what. 216-474-0092. What were your takeaways from this weekend in the conference title rounds here? We were also talking about uh, the Ken Dorsey hire. We've got more to get on the play calling side of things. we got more to get into Deshaun Watson uh, seemingly. Maybe starting to try and get people here in Cleveland to go with him. Let's go with Brandon. Real quick, buddy, what you got for us? 
So first things first, I completely agree with you about Brock Purdy. I think he could eventually be relegated to a backup role and even have a shot at winning a, a Super Bowl is unreal. But I wanted to comment on the, the front office kind of doubling down on the Deshaun Watson investment. It's like you, you won a Rari and, and you, you've got a vet, but you know it, it's a lemon. You still have to keep investing in it. So I think having as much you know, given to him as possible gives them also, and I'm not saying this, but a way out to say, hey, we gave Deshaun Watson everything he needed. We gave him opportunities. We gave him a, a, an OC that he had you know, buy-in on. We, we even tried to, to kick around. I mean, and if they do this or not, I, I don't know, but even having Ken Dorsey call plays. You know, it, I'm sure it's going to be kicked around in the front office. I mean, Stefanski, I think, had a great season with what he was dealt with, you know, having five different starting quarterbacks. Obviously, we all think, you know, he should be the coach of the year for his play calling and kind of pandering to what was best in, in the given situation. But you, you have to double down on the Sean Watson thing, and I think they are with this signing. I think Helen Moore and him are exactly the same. I mean, I don't think one is better than the other. I think they both have – you know, great features and bad features, like you were saying before, it's not necessarily a bad move to get either one of them. But when you have a little bit more buy-in from Deshaun Watson, you're saying, Deshaun, we've given you everything you need. You now have to go out and prove that you are the quarterback that we, we signed up for. And I think that is a huge part of what this, this signing was. Brandon, appreciate you, buddy. Thank you very much. I think there's something to be said about doing – everything you can to try and make the trade work because at some point you might get to a point with Deshaun where the obvious to everybody is it's not going to work out and the 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 most actually the least you can do is go in I mean all in on every single thing that's play caller that's putting the talent around him that is making sure that he's in a spot where it's not all on him to win every single game, everything. And I think the Browns are doing that. It it feels like they're doing that by, you know, and not incremental, but a little bit every year they're trying something different. So I don't know if it'll work, but I think, like, again, if if you think Dorsey can build the offense that is going to bring out the best with Deshaun – you also have to – Andrew Barry's got to do his job. His teammates got to do his job. Like, I don't think it's just as simple as, well, just roll the ball out there and Deshaun will figure it out. I, I think that would be a dangerous tactic to take. So getting back to what I learned from the AFC title game, man, Ken responded to me on social media, by the way. I think I might have swung at the hornet's nest there. Taking shots. All right, Ken. There we go. You know, I'm going to read it right now. He quote tweeted me. And uh, said, I'd rather be measured than blurt something out and have my producer smoke me in the argument for 40 minutes every day. But that's just me. I believe what he's saying is, if I don't have an opinion, no one can criticize me. I think that's the subtext of his rebuttal. Let's see how it plays out there, Pepper. Now, with that being said, uh, one other thought I had on the conference title round there is Dan Campbell is who he is. Uh, Detroit didn't lose because of Dan Campbell. I I probably would have tried to go for three uh, when they went for it on fourth down late in that game uh, to tie the game up or to put yourself in a better position. That's not who Dan Campbell is. Like Dan Campbell lost that game the same way he won a bunch of games this year 
and also lost a few, was which was that he trusts his his guys. And this was a guy who went for it on fourth went for it on fourth down forty three percent of the time this year. And the the Reynolds kid had the first down. He just dropped it. As a matter of fact, if you look at every single thing that happened in the third quarter, it was players not executing. It was Gibbs fumbling. It was this mistake. It was that mistake. It was Jared Goff on the the other fourth down where he didn't set his feet when he threw the ball and he kind of threw a dying quail. Like, Dan Campbell's not why they lost that. Did Ben Johnson turtle a little bit? Yeah, maybe. But Dan, Dan Campbell lost that game the way he won every other game. I don't see how you can end up bashing that guy when he was just staying true to his form. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.